Okay, we are in Sefer Yechezkel, Peret Lamed Gimel, Vayihi Devar Hashem Eli Lemar, and on a personal level, may I add, it's good to be back live. So, Lamed Gimel represents a sharp departure from at least the last five prokim in Yechezkel, in which the subjects of the prophecy are the nations of the world who were traditional rivals, enemies, historical rivals, or even current rivals who rejoice in the coming Khurban or in the actual Khurban. The Kaddish Baruch, as it were, settles the historical accounts with them. Today, we go back, albeit for a short period of time, to Eretz Yisrael, to the people of Israel. And it is a fascinating parrot. Fascinating because, as we're going to see later on, the news of the destruction reaches Yechezkel, of the Churban Bayis. And the message the Kaddish Baruch Hu is trying to convey, and we've had this before, is that while there are prophecies that have told us in Yechezkel to do tshuva before the Churban, there are prophecies that say during the Churban. We know the Churban <clears throat> was staged in various phases with always the opportunity <clears throat> to do tshuva, excuse me. Now we are learning after the Churban, after the total destruction, it is not too late to do tshuva. The hand of the Kaddish Baruch Hu is stretched out to his people to his to receive their prayers, their tshuva. <clears throat> so returning to tshuva just for an introduction, it is one of the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, most difficult concepts. It is a totally metaphysical concept. The Rambam says it's lomin hateva. It's not a natural concept that a person who is wicked can have his sins erased by tshuva and become tzaddik. Conversely, a tzaddik, who was all good all his life, can by his action, Rishus, become a Russia. We say that it is never too late. It can be done partially. It can be done out of yira, of fear, or it can be done out of ahava. Um, it is never too late for doing tshuva. The Rambam tells us the concept was created in the six days of creation. It is a very metaphysical one, but it is at the same time a very real one, as we're going to see. And at the same time in Lamed Gimel, the Kaddish Baruch Hu is saying, you, my people, are held to a different standard, the Amea Ratzos, than the rest of the nations. So we begin with the Kaddish Baruch Hu telling him, Ben Adam, Daber el b'nei amcha, speak to your people. Ve'armarta aleihem eretz ki Did we? Did you explain at any point why Hashem always refers to him as Ben Adam, <coughs> and not by any? I mean, is that unusual? Yes, uh, yes, it's totally unusual. No other prophet is called on it, and it's repetitive. The Ben Adam is to show that he is a man of the people. That's it, Ben Adam. You are like a member of the people. You're a Navi, but you're a Ben Adam specifically. Good question. Any case, Ben Adam, 
This is a parable, and it will be, uh, I believe it's fairly obvious, but it will be explained in later psukim. Says the Kaddish Baruch so this could mean a land, a generic nation facing an enemy, or it could be specific to B'nai Israel. When I bring destruction to a nation or to Eretz Israel, this is the usual preventative pattern it takes. The Lakhu Eretz, and that nation will take Ishechad, one man Mikusehem from their midst. And they appoint him as their sentinel, their watchtower man. The Malbin goes into a very long dissertation <coughs> on their different kinds of sofa. There are the kinds of watchmen whose job is just to report an imminent attack. Doesn't take much skill, can be a common man. But there are sentinels that once the attackers begin to formulate the strategy, to formulate and galvanize the nation. But in any event, the first step in an imminent attack is normal. It's you know procedural, a point at sofa, a so a sentinel. When this sentinel sees the threat coming to the city. He blows on the shofar. Usually, at that, it was a traditional sign of warning. A battle was imminent. And he warns the nation. Now, if a sentinel hears the shofar, the lone nizhar, and he doesn't warn the people, he just, yeah, hears the shofar, nice sound. And the the sword comes, and it takes this person. Your head is guilty for his blood. You are primarily guilty for his blood, for your failure to warn him. If he hears the warning... And if he didn't hear the sinner, didn't react, didn't repent, he is responsible for his own death. Because he was warned, and so he is going to be punished for his failure to take any action as it were. Now, the Hatsofa. This sentinel, and remember we're all in metaphor now, when he sees the sword bar, the low shofar, he doesn't, as it were, blow the shofar, the unloan is hard, the nation is never warned, and the nation comes, the uh, warring nation destroys this person, who ba'avono nilka, his blood is on his head. Vidomo miyad hatsofa adoration. Yet I will seek the 
his blood, the guilt of his blood from the sentinel. What are we saying here? The enemy came. This is an unquestionable sinner. You didn't blow the chauffeur. The nation wasn't warned. Yes, he will die for his sins, but you cannot say, well, look, he had it coming. He did sin, after all. He did what he did. Why? He will die. But you, the sentinel, who failed to give the warning, your blood is on his head, as the Malbin said. You had the chance to give him the opportunity for tshuva, as you're going to see, it's fairly accessible. Blowing the chauffeur, giving the warning is um, synonymous with calling the nation to tshuva. Now, speaking directly to Yechezkel, and now we translate the parable into specifics. I have made you the sentinel for Beis Yisrael. And you listened to me for Hizarta me many, and you did warn them. In other words, he is speaking to Yechezkel after the destruction, and he is saying, don't worry, don't feel guilty on your part. You fulfilled your job. You did the sentinel work, you gave the warning. But conversely, were I to have the Russia die for his sins, the Lodi Barta, and you did not speak, to take the Russia off the path of his riches, Russia yes, he will die. He's an unquestionable sinner, unrepentant. At the same time, you will be held primarily difficulty. That's what the parable is saying. And notice, as the Mephorshim do, Russia me darko. It didn't say Russia me maso for the sins he committed. The derech of the Russia, his thoughts, his machshavos are all going to hold him accountable. That is the idea is to get the person off the habit, the derech of sinning, just as well as the sin itself. The Atta and you, conversely, ki his heart to Russia, you warned him, midarko loshuv, mimena, from what he was doing, loshuv midarko. He didn't make a step towards tshuva, hu ba'avono, Yomus, he will die for his sin. And you've saved yourself. So I, I think we get it in very simple terms. If you warn him, the Russia, and he persists, then he is guilty uh, and you've done your job. You are saved. If you warn him or don't warn him and he persists, yes, he will die, but so will you. There is a culpability, a responsibility here of B'nai Yisrael, of the leadership of the Novi for the person. Uh, and now, Yechezkel, go to this nation that is operating under such a faulty base Israel. Cain or Martin, because what are they saying? We are so sinful and we are so transgressive. There's nothing can be done. We are going to be slain. How are we going to live? In other words, they've adopted this principle. They are so mired and steeped in guilt. Nothing can save them. 
wrong, says the Kaddish Baruch And more I'll lay him chayani. And the Kaddish Baruch takes an oath on his own name, no Hashem Elohim, im echbos b'mus harosha, basic principle of tshuva. Do you think for a second, I desire the death of the wicked? He in b'shuv rosha midarko v'chayo. I want the Russia to return from his derech shuvu, shuvu midarchechem hara'im, turn away from the path, the lama tamusu basis, why die the last thing I want? is to kill a person of Israel, even though he's a Russia, I want him to change his derech. I take no delight, no joy in punishing a wicked person. A very important principle in tshuva. Go tell the people, the righteousness of a righteous man is not going to save him on the day he sins. And conversely, the rishas harasha and the evil of a rasha, Logi Kosherba, will not necessarily cause him to stumble, stumble beyond Shuvo Mirisha when he returns. But a righteous person cannot live on the day of his riches. A very complex but very prevalent theory that you can live your entire life as a tzaddik and near the end of that life you think regret for what I've done. Look at all the time I've consumed. Look at all the energy I've consumed in being a tzaddik. I regret it. Or outwardly does an act or a rishus, he will be held accountable and it will not help him. He hasn't built an account balance that's going to offset the rishus. Conversely, the Russia, if he decides to do tzaddik at that last moment, lo he will not stumble on the day he comes back from his rishus. The tzaddik lo yecholich yosba biyom chataso, and the tzaddik cannot live. No matter how much of a reserve he is stored of righteous deeds, he has done evil now at the end, he regrets his righteous <coughs> life, he will die for it. Again, you, I'm saying to the tzaddik, all his sitkas, all his accumulated deeds are nothing when it comes to the day where he is turned away from the tzaddikas. Lotus Karnu. We're not going to remember. For the evil he has done, he is going to die. And that's where we get in the Perkeavos. You don't judge a person till the day of his death. A tzaddik can reverse all the tzaddikis. A rasha can reverse all the rishas. That is what tshuva is about. And I am saying to the Russia, you do not have to die. Turn away from your chatas. <coughs> Interestingly enough, not go in and learn Torah morning, noon, and night, or daven, noon, or night necessarily. Do justice. Justice and righteousness with your fellow man. Chavo, which is a term used in economics, 
between Jew and Jew about keeping his security. Return his security. Chavol Yoshev Rosha. Gezela Yishalem. Pay back somebody for something you stole. Becheskes hachayim halako in the strength of life. Levilti asos ovel so you will not do evil. Chayo yichyelo yomus. I am telling you, you lifelong Russia, the deed of changing to a tzaddik by social justice. By paying back what you owe, by treating man uh, as well as you treat Ben Adam Lechavera, you treat Adam Lamakom. Kol Chataso Asher Chata Lotis Karena. All of his sins will be forgotten. I will not remember them. Mishpat, Staka, Justice, Righteousness, Asay, Choyo Yichia. The Amru B'nei Amcha, and now the people, here's another one of their false premises. They say, Lo tochen, lo yitochen, this isn't good, the whole system is no good. Lo yitochen derech adoshem, the hemo darkom lo yitochen, it is their path that is wrong, not mine. B'shub tzadik mitzit kasau, the osa ovel b'meis b'hem. The tzadik, if he departs from his sickness again, will die. Will be shoot Russia, other side of the coin. The Russia comes back and Russia so the Asamishvat would stalka alayim who yet yet. Simple as that. For Martem Loi Tachin Derech Adonoi, Ishkidarko Eshpotishem Bishiswell. I will judge each man according to the justice. And so if you had to summarize this, it's almost a cliche. It is never, ever too late to do tshuva. And as we've seen, the Russia will be forgiven no matter what life he's led. Conversely, the tzaddik, it is never too late, unfortunately, for him to do rishas. He will be judged by his act of rishas. Tomorrow, we are going to see at 8.45 a.m. the message of the temple finally reaching Yechezkel, that this temple has been destroyed. Where do we go from here? I can't.